0: Inside the Vatican listeners, Colleen here. Jerry's out this week, so instead of following our usual format, this week we're breaking out of the weekly news cycle to bring you an interview about a slow change that's beginning for some really important people in the Vatican—women. While women have historically been excluded from the top positions of leadership in the Vatican, we've seen some milestone moments in the past year about how women are beginning to speak up, and how the Vatican's leaders are starting to listen. For example— Last fall, women were included as auditors at a synod of bishops for the first time. This meant that they could participate in almost all of the ways that the bishops did, except that they weren't allowed to vote, which meant that, although they were invited to attend, the heads of the women's religious orders were not attending in the same capacity as the heads of the men's orders. I'll include an explainer on that in the show notes because it's really interesting. Then, this spring, we saw the heads of women's religious orders be invited to attend the Vatican summit on sexual abuse in the same capacity as men. And just a few weeks ago, Pope Francis confirmed for the first time the reports of nuns around the world being sexually abused by priests. I'll also link to that so you can read more. The last milestone I'll mention happened in March of last year, and this one gets at one of the most pervasive difficulties that women face in the Vatican. It's about labor. Last March, the Osservatore Romano's Women's Edition, which comes out once a month, published a report on the labor of women, mostly religious sisters, in the Vatican. It included the stories of women religious who work especially in the houses of bishops, doing things like cooking and cleaning with no contracts and little to no pay. This work often has nothing to do with what the women's religious order does or what the sisters were educated to do. And the lack of stable payment means that the sisters can't support their communities. This milestone report detailed how these women face various abuses of power and how their concerns are often ignored. And the report was accompanied by a manifesto that a group of Catholic women put together calling for a new respect for women in the church. The woman who published both of these documents was Lucetta Scarafia, the editor of Women Church World. Women Church World is a monthly magazine that comes as an insert in the Vatican's newspaper. Jerry and I met Lucetta when I was in Rome for the abuse summit. And since Lucetta doesn't speak English and I don't speak Italian, we chatted in French, which is our only common language. So you'll be hearing a dubbed version of our conversation. And first up, we're talking about labor.
1: There are many women who work in the Vatican today. Just in the Secretariat of State, there are more than 50 women who work in the office, who do work that is so important, work that's very difficult, but they haven't been given the possibility of pursuing a career because a career is only something for the priest in the Vatican. But these women, in their daily lives, do work that is essential for the church. On the other hand, there are also lots of women in the Vatican who do work that is not respected, that is not at a high level. And these are the women who clean the houses of the cardinals and the priests and the bishops. And there are many, very many, You see them buying groceries at the supermarket or taking out the trash, and there is really a great number of them who are there and who are almost unpaid or paid very little. And for them, the payment is to live at the house of the cardinal or the bishop and to create a relationship of clientele for their congregation.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And the bishop becomes a protector of that congregation in the church. So the congregation, you see the sisters doing the cleaning for that.
0: Mm -hmm. And do you think this creates a culture of dependence between the Order of Sisters and the bishop?
1: Oh, yes, without a doubt. There is a very strong dependence. The sisters are very obedient, even in the offices. It's the same thing. Hmm. The women in the Vatican are asked to be obedient. Everyone asks this of them first and foremost, to be
0: obedient. That's the virtue that one expects of the women. So that's the position that a lot of women in the Vatican are in. They're religious sisters working under a priest or a bishop, And whether they're working in an office or in a prelate's house, they're largely expected to be obedient and even dependent on the priests and bishops they work for. And that atmosphere where clergy have basically unchecked power can lead to situations in which these nuns are abused by priests, not just in terms of their labor, but sexually as well. That's something that Pope Francis recently acknowledged publicly for the first time. With that in mind, I asked Lucetta if she thinks that things could be starting to change for women in the Vatican. Yes, there's a change.
1: There's a change in the women, in the sisters, in the religious, who will not suffer the obedience and the situation of subordination in which they live anymore. So there are many who want to denounce that and who want to rebel against that. It's a very hidden rebellion, but it is a strong rebellion. Hmm. And there are many women who are speaking now. Before, there weren't any. They want to tell their stories, the stories of servitude in the houses of the bishop, and even the stories of abuse. Yeah. There weren't any before. It's just been beginning in the last year that women want to speak up. And that is a symptom that is the condition of subordinated women who want to change.
0: You have given a voice to women who can now speak for maybe the first time about their abuse of work and also sexual abuse, right?
1: Yes, but now there are many women who are speaking with newspapers from around the world. Yeah. There are women making declarations, and I've heard that there are many religious sisters who are confessing their suffering and their abuse on YouTube. They make these confessions on YouTube, and they send them out on the internet. I was told there were many.
0: And they're not afraid of, I don't know,
1: retaliation? <sighs> yes, they are. But YouTube, it's it's big. It's like sending yeah. out a message in a bottle. It's something like that.
0: Yeah, the internet is like that sometimes.
1: <laughs> yes, it's like that. The sea of the internet. Right. And they're going to send a message.
0: So with more women speaking out about their abuse... Do you think that the culture of obedience, of secrets, is starting to change? Do you have hope that it'll change?
1: Yes. For many years, the religious sisters have had the temptation or even the reality of building a world apart. Mm. They create autonomous worlds. They try to have very little connection to the church, the official church. The only thing they ask priests for is to celebrate mass. Only that. And for everything else, they do for themselves, all by themselves. Mm. And there's something like a hidden schism in the church, where the religious are separating themselves from the church. But it's sad, because in the church there is no collaboration. Yeah. They have no power to reprimand the men or to change anything. So for them, it's simply an effort to exist peacefully mm-hmm. and not to have the supervision of priests. Right. But there are no plans to change things up until now. Now there's something
0: different. This thing you said about the hidden schism is interesting to me. I don't know. Do you think it's serious? Do you think some of these sisters will leave the church en masse? No, I don't think so. No? No,
1: because in the church, up to now, it has been very easy for a woman to live autonomously. Because the priest does not see her. The priests don't think the women are anything. And that's a freedom for the women, in a sense. The liberty is that they don't exist. So if they don't exist, they can do anything. It's the same story with Women Church World, hmm. our magazine, where we have had a lot of liberty from the Observatore Romano. Because it's the same thing, that the magazine wasn't anything. It wasn't important. And so we have had a lot of freedom. Hmm. That's it. It never happened that the women counted
0: for anything. So now, in, in your opinion, how can one make the bishops listen to women?
1: I think that it is the women who have to make them. And it is the women who always have to say... Why are there no women in this meeting? Why are there no women on this commission? We could even start
0: with the Council of Nine. The Council of Nine is Pope Francis's group of cardinal advisors. The Council of Nine that
1: Pope Francis created to reform the church. Right, right. Why doesn't that council include the president of the International Union of Superiors General of Women's Religious Orders? Mm-hmm. No one knows.
0: I want to stop here to tell you a little bit about Lucetta's vision for women's roles in the church. Lucetta considers herself a feminist, but she doesn't believe that women should be ordained priests, and she doesn't think that Pope Francis will allow women deacons either. However, she does want to see women named cardinals, which there are no canon law restrictions against. And although the Pope's former spokesman said in 2013 that Pope Francis wouldn't appoint women cardinals, Lucetta still has a little hope that he might. And that move would put women in a really significant rank of church leadership that, up until now, they've been completely excluded from.
1: Because there are not dogmatic obstacles, there are not canon law obstacles, Mm there is only the force of habit, and habits can change.
0: Do you think that women are gaining more recognition and also representation in the church? Maybe just in these years of Pope Francis, or no? Pope Francis has had the courage to say many things. Mm -hmm.
1: Very strong things about women. For example, he told sisters, service is not servitude. Yeah. That was very important in the life of women. Of course. They drew a lot of courage from that to denounce things. I think that that is very important. I think that Pope Francis has opened doors and permitted things. But he hasn't made changes himself. And I think that he has opened doors, but now it is up to women to demand to pass through these doors. Hmm. At its foundation, it's the duty to act. I think that it's bad in the church to wait for the Pope to do everything. There's a passive mentality, especially among the laity who are always thinking, one day we will see a Pope who does this or who does that. No. (laughs) It's necessary to say that Francis is a good Pope who is opening doors. So you, it's up to you to pass through these doors. Mm. I think that the most difficult thing for Catholic lay people is to liberate ourselves from the idea of a clerical church. We need to take the church into our own hands. Mm -hmm. We need to think of ourselves as part of the church. We don't need to wait for a pope to tell us that. Right, right. We have to take the church in our own hands. And so we have to ask for things, propose things. And above all, women need to do this. Mm -hmm. The church needs to change. But to change it, the laity needs to change. For lay people, it's, it's just as easy to leave everything in the hands of the clergy mm-hmm. as it is just to go to mass and do nothing else. Mm-hmm. Both are an unloading of the responsibility we have as Christians and as Catholics. Right. And I think it is necessary to assume our responsibility as Christians and as Catholics. Mm-hmm. The responsibility that everyone needs to take on, above all the laity at this moment. And not to let the church enter into the decadence where it is now, without a doubt. It does nothing to only look at the church with reproach. It is also us who have contributed to letting the church become like this.
0: You can find articles in English from Women Church World under Sections on the Osservatore Romano website. It can be a little difficult to find, so I'll put a link in the show notes. We'll be back next week talking with Jerry about the book that he spent the last six years working on. It's about what happened inside the conclave that elected Pope Francis. You can read an excerpt at americamagazine.org starting on Thursday, March 21st, The Daylist Show comes out. And we'll go into some more depth talking about it next week on Inside the Vatican. Inside the Vatican is produced by me, Colleen Dully. Our executive producer is Eric Sandra. Our news producer is Kevin Clark. Our audio engineer is Kieran Freeman. Inside the Vatican is mixed by Oliver Lazarus. Our studio manager is Leopold Stubner. You can find in-depth and up-to-date Vatican coverage at americamagazine.org or follow us on Twitter at americamag. For America Media, I'm Colleen Deli. See you next week.